TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Stories of that game and what happened in the clubhouse is just fantastic. There's no game that can bleep you like this one. <laughs> it's Roycey on baseball. Let's go here. Well, we had to uh, delay the highly anticipated Ricey and Reavers baseball podcast because I had to get a final look at the Twins yesterday. Oh, yes. With their five-inning inter-squad game before they headed off to Chicago in uh, in the search for 60-game glory. Uh, there's teams playing more exhibitions than them. I guess they have closer teams. They're only playing one. Well, the Whiteys and the Cubs played last night. Yeah. I watched Somebody again was, last night. They were yeah. streaming it, or maybe it was a replay. Yeah, they then. had a. They played Sunday night. Okay, and the, and the Cubbies, uh, the Whiteys beat them up seven to three. All I saw was you, uh, Darvish, Pat hung one to Eloy Jimenez. Ooh, where to go? Um, she cleared the camera well in center field, and she might have bounced oh, over really? the top of that. He, Eloy's uh, a big oh. fella. He struck out 160 times last year. But uh, I guess in modern baseball, that's okay. Are they going to be uh, Houston, by the way, in about two years? Uh, the Whiteys? I think I, I I fear the Whiteys this year. Really? I do. Uh, they got they brought in uh, Grandall. They yep. brought in Encarnacion, mm-hmm. and they got Dallas Keuchel, who's not great, but better than what they had. Now Kopech bailing on them. Decided not to pitch. Oh, I didn't know that. He did. You know, he was. He opted out. He pitched one inning in uh, Arizona this year and hit a hundred, like on four pitches, a uh, hundred and two or something. And they thought at least they were going to be able to use him out of the bullpen. I talked to uh, Daryl Von Schoen, uh, who's the beat writer for the Sense Sun Times yesterday, and there's, it's really kind of unclear. There's some thought that his wife might that his wife might be pregnant or oh, something, okay. but okay. he hasn't announced that. That's not. They're not really sure why he did. Other people think with his, you know, with his money making potential, mm-hmm. uh, he just decided to uh, not hurry back for a 60 game season. You know, but whatever. They they're they're missing that big arm. But they got Giolito. He's they good. got uh, that Dylan Cease, who I like a lot. They have uh, Rondon. Keichel now. Radon is Radon is back from uh, Tommy John. Mm-hmm. They have they have two. They got three starters. Dylan Cease is the third one, and then they got like four other guys for the last two spots. And uh, but they got some power arms, unlike the Twins. Now the bullpen. They have, uh, you know, Colomay's their closer, and then they got a lefty, Bummer, a big okay. a lefty, kind of a big guy with a sweeping curveball, and then they, you know, Cizek, remember him? Oh, yeah, sure. Side armor. He was at the Cardinals for a yeah. while, wasn't he? Yep. And they, so they're piecing together a bullpen, but uh, I, I, I like them. They have Tim Anderson, batting champion, Moncada the, came around as the third baseman. Uh, you know, Abreu first base. Uh, they got their catchers are uh, Grandall and uh, McCann, and uh, the outfield is uh, well. They got the, the this Robert, is, right? Robert is supposed to be better than their center fielder. He's supposed to be the Cuban. Jimenez was the number three rated prospect last year. Robert's the number three rated prospect this year. Oof. And you know who else they have? They're going to start the year with. Uh, that little extra outfielder, all-around guy, Lou Leary Garcia playing second, mm-hmm. but they have that Madrigal kid. Uh, it was Oregon State, the little guy, the 
second coming of Destin Porter. Okay. Pedroia, Royal, high draft choice, only fourth or, you know, only a short guy, but he'll be playing. If, they, if they're in it, he'll probably be playing a month from now. And, so. oh, by the way, we haven't even mentioned their all-star, Jose Abreu. Yeah, oh, I did. Say, he's oh, their, I'm sorry. He's, I guess he's I the missed first it. baseman, but now they got Encarnacion oh. to protect him, too. So they're going to be good. You know, they, remember they had that little push in the middle of this, uh, like late June last year, and suddenly they were drawing thirty thousand at the ballpark, and then they then they went on a road in Kansas City, or somebody kicked their ass, and they I stopped remember going to games. Last year they played the Twins here at home, and it was around this time of the year, and it was when there was some juice finally at Target Field. You know, I remember mm-hmm. they came here yeah. for a weekend, and they they packed the place for three. It was gorgeous weather. And I remember thinking, wow, okay, the Twins might be legit here. Yes. Well, uh, here's the, uh, you know, I've been saying all year what a tragedy it is that you have this beautiful spring and summer and not playing baseball and how the attendance would have been great. And uh, Phil Miller pointed out to me yesterday, I was forgetting one factor, the George Floyd factor. Uh, I think they were home that weekend. Uh, that would not they, have been good. They wouldn't have been playing games for about a week there. So no, they yeah, you're right. Home, they would have had to play the, some of those games in Milwaukee. Or so. would it have been the situation that we had in Baltimore? Played an empty? I, I think... I think the proximity of the downtown stadium would uh, would have would have made Deterred that uh, them away. made it that uh, yeah yeah Calvin statue would have wouldn't have made it through that weekend if no. they were trying to play baseball. Well, we ca- you called it. They were being they were being proactive, and I you yeah. can't blame them for doing it. No, they uh, it uh, well I was told that when the Minneapolis authorities I don't know if it was the police or where sent out. Some communiques they'd received, uh, and that one of the target field was one of the targets. So, really, mm-hmm. I wow. think they put the uh, boards in the windows of the majestic because uh, the uh, the merchandise place. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to break a window, that's pretty uh, that's pretty tempting right there. The kind of the whole side of the stadium. Man, so, that is nuts. So wow. anyway, uh, but yeah, boy. I would love to be joining everyone else in the rampant optimism. I'm just afraid that the hitters are really with all the with all the pitching. You're going to start the season. Some teams are going to have 16 pitchers. Okay, you know, and and with these players, you know, we we complain about the length of spring training and for good reason, but the whole thing is devoted to hitters. Getting up, down their time, catching up with yeah. big league hitting, yeah. big league pitching, and uh, you can't do that in three weeks. And if you're, if you've been swinging a bat, uh, you know, every day, someplace, you still aren't facing big league pitching. But wouldn't so. you be more worried about that with a younger lineup like the White Sox as opposed to a veteran lineup like the Twins? I'm wondering if the I'm wondering if the veteran guys have to pick up their bat speed. Oh, okay. You know, because if you hang one to Nelson Cruz or Donaldson, oh, yeah, they're, they're going to kill gonna it. Hit it. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Donaldson is a really right field hitter. I mean, he can pull these monster shots. Oh, really? What he thinks, but he's a right field hitter. Do too. you remember the time where you and I were in the car together? Donaldson was still with the Jays, and I can't remember what hack the Twins threw out there on the mound. But he hung one, and you just heard Gladden on the radio go, 
that ain't coming back. <laughs> and, and Donaldson put it in the right center field, you yeah, know, the the, there, the hotel up, up at there. Skydome. Oh, up there, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's got the advantage. What, he, what made him a great hitter? I mean, he was almost Mr. Launch Angle for first, but but he can he can hit it way out the other way. And if he can help Miggy do that, yeah, you know, we were hoping Nelly could get Miggy to re, you know, invent discover right field, but Donaldson should be even example A for uh, Sano, right? Well, and I don't know that enough credit has been given to. Yes, he is going to make a, a good lineup even better, no question about it. But he fills a huge hole, and he's a dynamic glove at third base. Yes, he is. He's you know, a, yeah, big upgrade there. They uh, didn't catch it too well over there. At third. No, they did not. Big Miguel. I mean, Miguel. Actually, I thought Miguel's play at third deteriorated as the year progressed. I agree you? with you. I love him charging the ball with that arm. He's got the great arm, but uh, yeah, I mean, the left side of the infield with a mediocre shortstop, fielding wise, and a uh, and Sano was uh, was a big gap. So uh, I think this year they're going to have to catch the ball better. I, I do too. So, and yeah. speaking of that, uh, you were over there yesterday. Is Buxton ready to go? What's, I what's don't the think prognosis? He's play. He won't play for. He won't play this weekend. I don't think. Really? He, there's been no sign of him. He's not taking BP or anything. So Jake Cave in center field. I'm holding out for Lamont. Really? Uh, Lamont will get your walk, start a rally, and generally run in the right direction. <laughs> he had. Uh, the uh, veteran ball writer from the Star Tribune, who shall go nameless, the the, the full-figured gentleman. Sure, I've heard of him. Said he had one of his one of his pass routes the other day on a fly ball. Uh, Jake, you know, going, you know, the looked like a cornerback was trying to cover him, and he was trying to lose him, chase a ball. You know, I don't know. I like, you know, you can bat Wade Knight. Get him on. He'll get on base. He can come around to the top of the order. He'll get those walks. Cave will run into one once in a while and hit a double or a home run or something. But I, to me, you know, and Wade isn't. A, he's faster. He's a better athlete than Wade. But he's not going to catch more balls because he's going to go the wrong way. Right. And I don't want Kepler to have to play center field. I don't but, either. But, what's uh, the uh, What's the line? He ran for it and it wasn't there? No, no? that was Ron Svoboda. Casey Stengel. Thank you. When Ron Svoboda was like a 19-year-old outfielder for the Mets. <laughs> he leaps for him and they ain't there. <laughs> <laughs> Which to me, you know, this is now, that was 1962. And I still remember that oh, quote. Oh, I love that line. I <laughs> he love it. leaps for him, and, and they, they ain't there. So speaking of your newspaper, uh, I heard Lavelle on with uh, Nordquist on the on KFan. He's driving to all the games? Yeah, they're all. He and Phil are both uh, driving it. Uh, Phil, I think, has got the Pittsburgh trip, and he's driving it. They're, uh, wow. They're, they don't want to get on the planes. Is this? Okay, that's, that's what I was going to ask. No, Is this a not, safety no, thing? Yeah, it's a safety okay. thing. I okay. think that if they wanted to get on a plane, the newspaper wouldn't have any problem, but they've decided to drive. So Wow. Uh, He's taking the Reavers' approach. Bleep it. Yeah, get in the no, car. Let's go. Let's drive to Buffalo. <laughs> I'm very upset for your alternate hometown, Buffalo. Uh-oh. What? Why? Because the Blue Jays oh, yes, yes. should be playing there. Uh, have you ever been to that park? That's supposed to be nice. It's gorgeous. And it's like the biggest, not that it makes any difference with fans, but they are your farm club. Yes. They are your market, basically. It's two hours this, south. This is your op- – I mean, the Bills – I wrote a – you know, thanks yeah. to you, I wrote a fan on, a piece on the Bills fans from Toronto 
who love the Bills. Yes. Yeah, Lindemann gave me this guy up there who's like drives. He's been down, drives down there with him a couple weekends. This would have been a chance for the Blue Jays to show their love for Buffalo, right? Right? Because it's oh, go ahead. And uh, the players want to be in a big league clubhouse. They didn't think that was adequate, and they thought they would have to do some things to make it. The lights, apparently, well, get three more light bulbs. You've played minor league ball there for 20 years. It's idiotic to me that they're going to go to Pittsburgh when you have a chance to milk that market and have, you know, you know, I, I, I just can't believe it. They're going to end up going to Pittsburgh instead because the players were whining about uh, they didn't they thought they should play in a big league ballpark. So a couple of years ago, my guy Jake Patrishka, who's now back with yeah. the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. uh, was in AAA in Buffalo. And I think it was, it must have been during the All Star break. So he came to one of our games down in Faribault and he said, Yeah, you know, it's great, but, you know, I'm, I'm in Buffalo with my family all summer. And I said, Jake, he ain't in Union Hill. <laughs> no. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And I love Union Hill's ballpark, but and come by on, the way, you're playing if, pro if you ball. You want to eat a little Italian food. There's uh, nothing wrong with being in Buffalo. Or, but, and or that's the thing. Because yeah. the, the park is great, but that town. It's a 50-50 town. It's half Blue Jays and half Yankee fans. Yes. And they could have came in and took over. Even though they're not letting fans in, you're showing the fans that you love them. Yeah, you would have got, yes. We love Buffalo. It's just stupid. So where are they going to play? Mark Shapiro, you know, is their president now. The guy who just ran the Indians. That's right. And, uh, you know, he's he's produced the Falvies of the world and all these guys. And uh, when he was in Cleveland. But, uh, you know, when your player comes in and says, you should say, pal, go back down there. We'll play where we want to. And right. You can either come show up or not. And uh, it, it, it was it was just – and the, the bad thing is the the Buffalo fans got worked up. Thinking that, that they this were going to happen. This is what they were going to do. And then they bailed out. Now they're going to be a second tenant in Pittsburgh, which does them no good whatsoever. No. it's. Uh, I thought it was really stupid. You'll By the way, do you know mm. – I looked it up because I remembered – 1959, because of baseball's reluctance to add teams, uh, the Continental League was announced. Okay. Uh, William Shea, Shea Stadium, sure. uh, was a New York, I don't know what he was, city manager or something. But they wanted to get a new uh, National League team back in New York, right? Because okay. they'd lost the Dodgers, the Dodgers. and the Giants, sure. both in 1958. And he was one of the big movers and shakers. And Wheelock Whitney here, the great Wheelock Whitney, one of my favorite characters of all time. Goofy doesn't even come close to describing <laughs> Wheelock. But he was the led the Minnesota group. Okay. And there were eight teams going to be in the league. And uh, and the only one of those eight that has not had a that didn't wind up eventually getting a major league team. Now it took Denver like thirty years, but uh, or thirty five years, you know, over thirty years. But the only one of those teams, those eight that hasn't had a big league team, is Buffalo. Really, Buffalo was one of the originals. Yeah, Buffalo, uh, New York. I, I I can't name them all off the top of my head, but. Uh, but we were going to go to the Continental League. And uh, then that put some pressure on MLB to expand, and Calvin wanted out. And, uh, you know, to get New York 
New York was making things tough on, you know, the Yankees and everybody else. Uh, that's when they we they expanded in uh, October 1960, late end of October 1960. And they announced the Twins were moving here. I mean, the Washington Senators were moving here. But politically, they felt like they needed a team in Washington. Sure. So they put a team in Washington. And uh, and so the and then at California, they didn't have any team. They, they you know they put the Angels, which was stupid. Which is a joke, Pat. Yeah. Think about that because for all you know the the, the negative things about Buffalo, the lack of things yeah. to do, it's a great sports town. Yes, and you can't tell me that they wouldn't if they had a team that they wouldn't be able to outdraw the Tampa Rays yeah, for God's sake. Would have been a nice uh, rivalry, but anyway, Anywho. the Continental League uh, was uh, you know. The, Part part of the impetus for the Major League Baseball to expand, and then in sixty ninety because Houston was going to be one of the teams too. Okay, in sixty two they 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 the National League announced expansion at virtually the same time as the American League. They just waited a year. They didn't get it. So you could look up nineteen sixty one. The American League had a ten team one hundred and sixty two game schedule, and the National League had an eight game one hundred and fifty four game schedule. Wow, they, I did they not know that. Different schedules. Yes. Okay, and uh, what Wheelock then ran? I, it must have been sixty two, maybe it was sixty four, might have been sixty four. He was the Republican nominee, a uh, guy from Woodhill with a lot of money. Being a Republican was a shocker, but uh, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, he ran for Senate, U.S. Senate against Eugene McCarthy, mm-hmm. and uh, that's when people from Stearns County were allowed to vote for a Democrat. A DFL, you know, wasn't against the law up there. <laughs> but uh, he, and his campaign was he brought Minnesota, he brought baseball to Minnesota. Sure. Now he can bring, and then you hear the bat click, you know, because the Twins were extremely popular, and then. And now he can bring something to Washington. To Washington, I, sure. I don't know yeah. what it was. Got his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> and the twins were good back then. Right. If they'd been ba- if it'd been the seventies, he would have really gotten his ass kicked. <laughs> Wheelock's, uh, uh, you know, was one of the ten of the Mike Lynn ten that bought the Vikings, and I yep. think he was president. Uh, I think they made, he was president of the club for a briefly time. That's what I was going to ask you. So someone put this out on Twitter, and I don't remember who it was, but comparing the potential of the 2020 Twins lineup against one of the lineups from the 60s, and which lineup would have been better. Well, no one would know more than you. Well, I would go, here's the problem. The standards for a great lineup were different then. Sure. Right? Sure. Because, yeah, I didn't have a DH. You know, right. obviously, this is a better lineup because Jim Cott and Jim Perry uh, were not going to hit 41 home runs and <laughs> drive in 100 like right. Nelly Cruz. You right. know, this is a better lineup. But for the era, I I might go with uh, 1969, 1970 with, with uh, you know, your top four were Tovar, Carew, Oliva, Killebrew. And then you had a bunch of other hitters in that. And they lost uh, to, the, the, to Baltimore both got years, swept right? both times. Yeah. Those, were, those were both Orioles teams. One of those Orioles teams won 108 games, I okay. think. And, I mean, those those were the best the Orioles ever were. And uh, But, yeah, I uh, but 
when you throw in the DH, this is the best lineup they've sure. ever had. Unfortunately, we're never going to get a chance to see it. Yeah, that, the DH is here to stay for the National League, isn't it? You know, but we're not going to get a chance to see this lineup again next year over a full season. I, I don't think. I don't think they'll be able to afford it. Oh, yeah, maybe, of, maybe Cruz. I, I guess maybe. Yeah, the lineup. Maybe the pitching is where the changes will come, not the not the lineup. Is that a cheap poll ads uh, reference that you just uttered? I'll tell you what. Nobody, <laughs> no ownership has uh, handled this thing better than the uh, the, the the pandemic. Are you better. saying baseball or sports? And well, I don't know about the other, but in, in base, nobody's handled it better than them. They kept playing their paying their minor leaguers. Yep, I agree. And they have gone out of their way. Under the rules of of under the rules of that MLB has placed upon them of no in person interviews and blah 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 to try to accommodate accommodate the local media to get some access to these guys. They're doing they're opening the press box four hours before the game. Other places are opening at two hours. Regularly open at two hours. The Reds are opening at seventy minutes before the game. What? And the twins are getting four or five of these Zoom interviews a day for the pub, for the reporters. For the press, yeah. And Dustin and Elvis Martinez, who's the the Spanish speaker, who's great. And they they have gone out of their way to you know I don't want to say accommodate, but to give the public a you know sure. some information on this team. And the poll ads have uh, you know haven't haven't cut staff. You know, to to any extent, they didn't cut minor. They still have their full minor league system, and they've uh, you know. Plus, they they wrote out the check for twenty five million to social justice. Yeah. After the Floyd thing. Yes, and, they did. You know, they got a lot of money, but that doesn't mean you got to spend it. <laughs> so, uh, um, speaking of that, U.S. Bank Stadium. It is a uh, yeah, right, right. Because of how how uniquely weird of a season it's going to be. Are we going to, I mean, obviously anything can happen and injuries can take place, but are we going to see any of the kids this year, do you think? The Royce Lewises, if the enough, Kirloffs? Not Royce Lewis, but if uh, one of the, if they get an injury in the outfield uh, beyond Buxton missing a week, if they get an injury in the outfield, you'll see Larnick or Kirloff. Okay. I, I don't know who's ahead of who. I saw Larnick yesterday, but Larnick looks so good this spring that I'd say they're even now. Really? Yeah. And he's a year, two years behind. Well, but he went to college. That's true. And missed a year with Kirloff missed a year with, uh, was it, what did he miss a year? Tommy John or shoulders? He had something arm related. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. He missed a year. But two left handed hitting outfielders. And, you know, if, 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 if the injuries would come, you'd get awful left-handed, but I think they'd call one of those guys up to play left field and they'd move Eddie to right and make Kepler play center. Sure. I say they should put Eddie in center. Oh, God. It would be an adventure. <laughs> we could have just a center field cam. There are. Uh, <laughs> uh, I uh, I took the easy way. I got to write an Eddie feature for Thursday. Okay. I should say I get to. I'm, they want, I ended up with Eddie. They wanted these five features from different people, and I ended up with Eddie. And I was... You know, you're not going to get great quotes from Eddie, especially on Zoom. And, uh, you know, and you're going to get routine quotes from them. So I cheated. Mm-hmm. Called Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> Dougie. 
Thank you for Dougie. <laughs> Thank you for Dougie. Now, is he still with Detroit? No, he got fired. He did, okay. He got he managed there in 18. They loved him. They gave him a two-year contract. Then last year, I believe, I don't want to say what my source is on this, but I believe he kept calling him up, the farm director, telling him how rotten his prospects were. <laughs> Particularly Daz, <laughs> particularly Daz Cameron, yeah. Mike's kid, yeah. who's like what second overall pick or something, yeah. and and they were trying to tell the Tiger fans he was on the cusp, and meanwhile he was hitting two thirty, and Dougie was telling him to send him back to Erie, Double A, <laughs> you know, he doesn't care, and he blah blah blah. Any, wow. Anyway. Anyway, they ended up in a feud, and so they fired him. He's getting paid for this year. So, so but he's just not. He's not. He's working. not working. Okay. No. But, but he. But he was the one because I remember when we were talking about this on the mm-hmm. ride. He's the one that told you that said Eddie's the best hitter on on the. Oh yeah, with the double way back. Yeah, yep. 2013. He said he's the best hitter in the organization. 2014. So uh, anyway, uh, yesterday, perfect example. Uh, Maeda, who I don't like so far, he's going to have to get a lot sharper. Doesn't go after anybody, but he struck out Donaldson on a Donaldson missed a couple of breaking balls. Okay, struck out. Eddie comes up. Uh, I don't know it was next or one batter, two batters later. Now Maeda throws him a breaking ball that damn near hits the plate, and Eddie hits it in the garden in right field. <laughs> damn, and he and he was out front. Yet he's so good. His hands. He's so good oh. with the bat. He still had the bat back here and just flipped it out of the, <laughs> flipped it into the garden out there in right field. I'll never. Because he, he was gone. You know, it looked like he was way out front, but the hands were yeah. still back. I'll never forget. Was it, were they playing Oakland when he hit the game winning home run last year? Earlier in the season, it was kind of one of those, you know, mm-hmm. kind of one of those momentum games. And the bat was still in his hand. And he looked at the Dugger like, I got that one. <laughs> you know, I just loved that. Oh, he's something. He's something. Yesterday he goes back to the fence and makes it goes back to the wall and makes a catch. He's running in, he throws the ball in the stands, you know. Like to give it to a yeah. fan. He throws the ball in the stands like he always does, but there's nobody in the ballpark, you know. So some usher had to run down and go <laughs> no, get it. No, they don't have anybody. There's nobody. Oh, there. I suppose there's nobody and there. In fact, if he can sneak in, he could probably find a hundred baseballs. Section one oh seven. They're all over no, they're all over. I don't know if somebody's going in retrieving them, but they hit foul balls. They don't nobody's there to I chase know what them. I'll do. I'll have my five-year-old, because he's now a foul ball machine at the town ball games. You could almost boost him over the fence. I was going to say, I'll get him in there, we'll collect him, then we'll bring him to St. Patrick. No, here's what you can do. What? You go in, and he gets all the balls, and then you can't get him back out. But you call the cops and say, I don't know what happened, but somehow we were just down here looking at Target Field, and this kid, now we can't get him out. <laughs> this After he gets the ball, after right. he throws... He can throw the ball over that fence. Oh, for game. sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can get 100. Hey, there's three more down there. You Go can get, get 100, those. and yeah. you can trade them to St. Pat. You can sell them to St. Pat. Did Patrick. I tell you what the going rate is there? A buck. They get, and in the fifth inning, they're $5. Oh, my God. So I'll walk over there. I'll go, nobody, we're going to wait till the fifth. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's been three Be pitches. How do you have 10 fall balls already? You got to move them around, man. <laughs> yeah, I was. I wrote that thing on Brody Rodney, and it's 50 cents in Gaylord. Yep. And his uh, three-year-old niece, Beckett is her name. Okay. Nobody's called Judy anymore. But uh, Beckett, and she's got a little ponytail, and Brody's hitting, and 
She says, come on, Bobo, let's go, Bobo. Let's take his, they, his mother doesn't know how come she started calling him Bobo. I guess she couldn't say bro, Brody, but foul ball, poosh. Oh, she's she was gone. on it. She's gone, running over there. Very disappointed that some older boy, if you're an eight-year-old and you see some three-year-old girl hauling ass to get a ball, let her have yeah, it. Yeah, that's hers. You can get another one. Right. Come on. And it will be, it's interesting at various parks because when the prices, oh, St. Patrick, there's 500 kids chasing these balls. But, you know, we were Sunday, we were at Webster Uh, and they they were only given 50 cents. So it was him and his brother and two other kids that were, that were chasing. Now, are we not supposed to have multiple people handling the baseballs? Well, and and not in town ball. That's a. uh, There's been, let's just put it this way, Pat. There were some rules put in place by the NBA that were all very thought out and that uh, were, um, mm -hmm. that were, that, yeah, they were were very thought out. (laughs) Most of them have been violated. Yes, well. Most of them have been violated. As they should be. Yeah. You know who's not going to make the the social distancing all star team? Who's that? Miguel Antonio Sano. He is going to drive people, cra- <laughs> opponents crazy as a first baseman. Right. He's going to drive them nuts because he won't shut up. He's, I mean, these are his teammates, but you know it's going to be the same with everybody who gets to first base, oh, right? yes. I, ne- I kept looking down there. I never saw him, never looked like he went more than five seconds with in quiet without talking, and you know. When did he he how long has he been clear of cuz he got the oh, covid. About, about, yeah, I think last Sunday. Okay. So he's been back a while. Yeah, he's he's fine. Will he be a repeat covid offender, do you think? Well, he uh I don't know. I'd hire two private detectives. <laughs> one for him and one for Eddie. You know. <laughs> and they, you know, the, the neon lights are uh, very tempting, but uh I, he's in good shape, though. You don't look down there and say, boy, is he... Well, didn't he look great in camp, too? He looked great in camp. Yeah. I think he's up a little, but not, you know, he's he's pretty good. He's uh, he's good. Well, anyway, uh, we uh, certainly are hopeful that uh, we play and that we get to see this lineup. And I didn't think I was jacked up for baseball, but I am jacked up. I am, too. Yeah. I can't wait to watch. I think the mystery of this season is really... Really interesting. Well, this will be a year where someone weird's going to win it. Oh, yeah. And it could even this be these guys. Who knows? And, of course, if the Twins can't win it, I still say I want the Astros to. Just, oh, just go Astros. <laughs> just to add you. Oh, they're cheating. I think the one thing the pandemic did was take care of that. Did you it? see the one guy speaking of that in spring training? Uh, Astros spring training. He had the overall garbage can outfit on, right? And his buddy was hitting him with a giant broom. And I thought, they're going to deal with this all year. And then, of course, I, I COVID I love hit. the people that uh, cheated in baseball. Okay. And everything else you can get your hands on, right? right? Every time a guy flops in basketball and it decides the national championship, do we uh, get upset? Right. You know? Well, right? only if it's Duke. Well, yeah. But, uh, I mean, come on. Come on. Let's, uh, let's go. What do you think? Uh, Should we tell the fine folks about Josh Arnold there, sir? Oh, okay. We're going to do one. Do you have these. your copy points for oh, Mr. I, Money I, Talk? I do, Mr. Money Talk. And then we'll uh, then we'll get on, and you can prepare for uh, the uh, world-famous Garage Logic podcast. 
By the way, yes, this sir. baseball podcast, the new results are in. We are 12,234th, so we're moving up yep. in influence, podcast influence, although that's only in the upper Midwest. That's so. true. <laughs> that's right. This is uh, Ricey for my guy, Mr. Money Talk. I'll bet you don't know what's in your mutual fund or ETF. Heck, I don't even know what an ETF is. But we're about to but find out. If you can't take my bet, then you better call Mr. Money Talk Josh Arnold to find out. Why? Because Josh frequently sees a common mistake with new clients in that they are allocated as high as 50% in impaired stocks. You might be asking, what the heck is an impaired stock? Well, if you don't know, that's why you better get a hold of Josh. Call Josh for your no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to find out how to get the garbage out of your 401k or IRA. Call Josh at 952 925 5608. Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk.